Coming up, the Braves win a battle with the Phillies. This is Locked On Game to Game MLB. Every game, every team, every angle. Locked On Game to Game, your team every day. Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Game to Game MLB. Local experts join us to recap all the action for you from yesterday across Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. We thank you for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. The last two NL champs met in Philadelphia last night. The Braves taking the series opener from the Phillies behind nine strikeouts from Spencer Strider. Locked On Phillies recaps that loss that snapped a six-game winning streak. The Philadelphia Phillies fall to the Atlanta Braves in game one of their series in Philadelphia. Connor Thomas, your host of Locked On Phillies. I don't know what in the world Rob Thompson is doing right now. I don't know what the bullpen management was tonight. People who think the offense is the reason why the Philadelphia Phillies lost this game clearly are not paying attention. It was 1-1 when Ranger Suarez left the game. I mean, he did his job. Starter got the job done. Your offense equaled theirs against Spencer Strider, who's been really good this year. The bottom line is, in a 1-1 game, your manager decided to throw Jeff Hoffman and Andrew Vasquez back-to-back and then warm up Dylan Covey. That's waving the white flag. That's losing. You had an off day yesterday. Everybody should be available. And instead, you go with some of your bottom-tier relievers. It's absolutely unbelievable what Rob Thompson's doing against the Atlanta Braves in a series you really, really need to compete in the NL East. Like, that's laying down and dying, and it's unacceptable. I'm going to talk about it a lot on the next episode of Locked on Phillies. The Orioles scored the first seven runs of the game against the Rays, but then gave up six unanswered to let Tampa right back into things. Baltimore held on for that narrow win on the road, and our Locked on hosts with both teams go over that back-and-forth battle. Never a doubt, right? Never a doubt for the Orioles. You're feeling pretty good when you go up 7-0 at the trop before the fifth inning. That feels good, but then you remember... The Rays are by far the best team in baseball for a reason. And the reason is they don't go away. The offense keeps hitting. The pitching keeps them in games. And they are tough to beat. But I feel like I learned a lot about this Orioles team here tonight. Yeah, did they blow almost a 7-0 lead? Yes, they did. But the resiliency, once it got to 7-6, to to buckle down, get an insurance run, and win that game was huge. And you got to thank the guys who we never thought would be producing for this team. Aaron Hicks, Ryan O'Hearn. They continue to do it, and while the middle relief was shaky, Kyle Bradish was solid, and Cano and Bautista were great, and the O's get a huge win over the Rays to get one game closer to Tampa in first place in the AL East. And I'll recap it all coming up on Wednesday's episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast. It was not to be for the Rays on Tuesday evening as they dropped the first game of a two-game series against the Baltimore Orioles, 8-6. to six. My name is Ulysses Sembrano, co-host of the Locked on Rays podcast. Tyler Glass now uh, was not Tyler Glass now on Tuesday as he just had a horrific start that uh, included four runs in the first inning. It was just a disaster. However, the Rays offense did come back and made it interesting at 1.7 to 6. And all the Orioles fans were saying, how can this happen? But unfortunately, the uh, the Orioles bullpen uh, did close the door there uh, for the race. And so now they, they have Tosh Bradley coming up on Wednesday and see if they can salvage and split this two-game series at the drop. For this and much more about your Tampa Bay Rays, please follow Locked on Rays on YouTube, subscribe, and all the other podcast platforms as well. The Blue Jays broke a scoreless tie in the eighth inning and picked up a shutout against the Marlins in Miami on Tuesday. Lockdown Blue Jays has the details after the victory. 
Hello, friends. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. Toronto Blue Jays squish the fish on Tuesday night. That's a 2 nothing shutout. That's the shutout. The shout-out goes to the southpaws on this Blue Jay team. Tim Meza, good. Got it done in relief. And how about you say Kikuchi tonight? Zero walks. Kikuchi's had games in the past with zero walks, but that was really, I mean, he got rocked in all those games, so he got pulled early, didn't face a ton of batters. Tonight, this was six scoreless innings against the hottest team in baseball, who's absolutely on fire at home. So you say tonight and the state of the current state of the Toronto Blue Jays, what a job by you say Kikuchi tonight. Heck, Luis Arise only had one hit tonight, <laughs> right? That's how good it went for the Jays tonight. Arise only had the one hit. Blue Jays put the bat on the ball in huge spots in the eighth inning and now have a chance tomorrow afternoon to take this series, which would put a seemingly nightmare road trip to bed at four and five. Not even that bad. Tomorrow on the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast, Ben Ennis back in the house from Sportsnet and the fan and Blue Jay prospect guru Brennan Delaney in the house as well. Garrett Cole's eighth win of the season took down the Mariners and snapped the Yankees' four-game losing streak in the process. Our Locked On Yankees host recaps that win in the Bronx. Garrett Cole finger wags his way to a win in the Yankees' Stop the Bleeding. I'm Stacey Gatsoulias of Locked On Yankees, and the Yankees beat the Seattle Mariners 3-1 on Tuesday night behind a strong pitching performance by Garrett Cole. Seven and one-third innings, four hits, one run. He struck out eight, and more to the point, struck out the last five batters he faced. So Cole was looking really good, and the finger wag heard round the world will be all over the place. I feel like his finger wag from Tuesday night will be shown on Twitter every time he pitches well the rest of the season, and good for him. It's nice to have an ace that has swagger like that, and the Yankees need that. And the Yankees also needed to score runs. They scored three, and considering they didn't score any the last time they faced George Kirby, three is great. So we'll have everything you need to know about this game on the next Locked on Yankees, plus a preview of game two of this series with the Mariners. So please tune in. Coming up, the Reds pick up their 10th straight win. This is Locked On Game to Game, MLB. Today's edition of Locked On Game to Game is brought to you by Game Time. It should not be difficult for you to get last-minute tickets and at the best prices. Game Time has a guarantee that means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less somewhere else, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So download the Game Time app. You can create an account and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back. You're listening to Locked On Game to Game MLB. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. The Reds won their 10th game in a row, the latest against the Rockies, as Cincy held off a late Colorado comeback. Locked On Rockies and Reds have more as Cincinnati keeps control in the NL Central. Ellie De La Cruz was a triple shy of the cycle, and the Cincinnati Reds got 10 wins in a row running right now. What's up? This is Jeff Carr from the Lockdown Reds podcast and the absolute most talented player on the Reds roster showed out on Tuesday night. Three hits, a double, a single, and a homer. He was a triple shy of the cycle. Absolutely beautiful night for him. He had a run scored that was basically just because he was amazing at base running. There are few people faster in the game of baseball than Ellie De La Cruz, and there's few teams that are more exciting and fun to watch than the Cincinnati Reds, and they showed why, once again, beating the Colorado Rockies. This is actually now the second time in the last 11 years that the Reds have had a 10-game win streak thanks to a win against the Rockies. Let's see if they can make it 11. 
So close yet so far away. It rings true for two nights in a row for the Colorado Rockies. Paul Holden here from the Locked On Rockies podcast. And the Colorado Rockies drop another ball game to the Cincinnati Reds as they roll on and continue to be one of the most exciting, hottest teams in baseball, maybe fighting for the division. The Colorado Rockies continue to dig a a deeper and further down in the basement of the NL West hole for themselves. The recipe for disaster is walks and home runs. What did the Rockies struggle with tonight? Walks and home runs. Encouraged to see the team again with some energy late. Jorge Alfaro hits his first home run in a Rockies uniform. Uh, There was some stuff to be excited about from Nolan Jones, Harold Castro as well. All in all, though, it's another loss for the Colorado Rockies. We'll break it all down. Right here on Locked on Rockies. The Cardinals won their fourth game in a row in a matchup with the Nationals to keep themselves within arm's reach of the Red Hot Reds. Locked on hosts in both St. Louis and Washington take us through the final in D.C. Dylan Carlson, better known as D.C., goes off in D.C. as the Cardinals win their fourth in a row. Hey, it's J.D. from Locked on Cardinals. And on Tuesday night, the Cardinals finally had both the offense and the pitching go their way as they pummel the Nationals 9-3. Dylan Carlson hits a pair of 400-plus-foot blasts and drives in three. Wilson Contreras had his first three-hit game as a Cardinal, drives in two. Jordan Walker extends his hitting streak to 13. Paul DeYoung smashes his 11th dinger of the year. And on the mound starter, Jordan Montgomery's fantastic. Goes seven innings with six, allows just one run on four hits to get his fourth win of the season. A pretty complete game for a team that has had trouble putting it all together this season, but they are certainly starting to build some confidence again. For all the latest updates and info, be sure to keep it locked on Cardinals. The Nationals lose 9-3 to the St. Louis Cardinals in this second game of this series. Ryan Clary from Locked On Nationals here. Mackenzie Gore got the start today. It wasn't his best stuff. He did not bring his A game. And again, for the second straight day in a row, Josiah Gray, Mackenzie Gore get taken advantage of, of a very good Cardinals offense. And we've talked about this, that this Cardinals offense does not really show how good they are on paper when you look at their record. It's the pitching that has held them back. But Jordan Montgomery, who started for the Cardinals today, He's probably been their best pitcher and most consistent pitcher all year long. He took advantage of this Nationals lineup. We did not come up with runners in scoring position. We went one for seven with runners in scoring position today. It's not good, but hey, Nationals fit a tough road. You have to figure out a way to dig yourself out of it going forward. Andre Jimenez hit the walk-off single to send the Guardians past the Athletics on Tuesday, and Locked on Guardians recaps that thrilling finish for Cleveland. Well, it wasn't pretty, but nothing has been pretty this season for the Cleveland Guardians at this point. I'm Justin Laddick, co-host of Lockdown Guardians. Andre Jimenez delivered a bases-loaded single in the 10th inning against the Oakland Athletics to win 3-2. to two. Uh, Partially credit given to Seth Brown in left field of Oakland to allow that game to get tied up earlier on a Jose Ramirez double to left field. Uh, they needed a little help to beat the Oakland Athletics, which is obviously concerning, but the Guardians wake up Wednesday morning one game out of first place in the miserable shell of the AL Central, and despite that they got bad news about Tristan McKenzie on Tuesday on being out four to six weeks with a UCL sprain, and they're hoping to avoid Tommy John surgery, but the signs don't sound good. They're, they're one game out of first place, and Gavin Williams is going to make his debut on Wednesday, and our top 100 prospect and their top pitching prospect for the Guardians is going to join the rotation. He is the 11th pitcher to make a start this year for the Guardians. It is only June 21st. Stick, stick to Lockdown Guardians, and we'll have it all covered for you. 
The Red Sox win streak hit six games after a 10-run effort against the Twins on Tuesday night. Locked on Red Sox recaps up after another Boston win. I just have two words for everybody. Christian Arroyo. This man was unbelievable. He found out 20 minutes before first pitch that he was even going to be playing after a late scratch of Pablo Reyes. And boy, did this guy take advantage of it. He went five for five with five hits, three singles, a double, a home run. He was locked in in the Red Sox 10 to four victory over the Twins. He drove in four of those runs. The Red Sox offense is absolutely cruising. Cutter Crawford pitched five scoreless innings, couldn't ask for much else from him. It's the Red Sox sixth win in a row, second in two days against Minnesota, and the team is absolutely clicking on all cylinders right now. So Red Sox baseball might be fun again, and I am so excited to talk about all of it with you on Lockdown Red Sox. Welcome back. You're listening to Locked On Game to Game MLB. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. The Brewers fought back from behind with a four-run seventh inning to beat the Diamondbacks yesterday. Locked On Diamondbacks explains what happened in that late-game collapse. D-backs meltdown in the seventh, and in the end, they let the Brewers rally for a 7-5 to victory in Game 2. Miller Thomas of Locked On Diamondbacks here. Ketel Marte giveth, Ketel Marte taketh, because Ketel Marte was the name after this game because he was a triple shy of the cycle. He had a huge three-run dinger, got on base and scored a run in the first inning, but he also had a couple mental lapses in the seventh inning, which you can attribute to the D-backs snowballing in the seventh inning and basically the game getting away from them because once the Brewers took the lead, took the lead in the seventh, it was over from there. So D-backs end up Giving away a big four-run lead. The, D, the the Brewers only have two rallies the whole season. Both of them have come in the last week. But with Zach Allen on the mound for the series finale, I'm feeling confident the D-backs are still going to win the series. The Astros beat former Houston pitcher Justin Verlander and the Mets last night in Texas. And Locked on Astros has more on Houston getting that revenge. Hey, Astros fans, I hear that you do not like losing. You definitely do not like five-game losing streaks. Well, thankfully, Framer Valdez was on the mound like he was on uh, Tuesday night, and he was nearly perfect. And it felt like the whole city of Houston was behind him. The team was behind him, defense, offense, everything was there to support him. And you could see the look in his face when he knew he gave up the first hit. He knew what was going on. He thought that this was his one chance, or maybe not one chance, but a chance of getting a perfect game. And it slipped by him with that one single. But he pitched a great game. The Astros scored four runs off of Justin Verlander. And it was just a great overall game. Yiner Diaz is batting cleanup instead of Jose Abreu. There's a lot of good things that happen in this game, but this game belongs to Framber Valdez. We'll talk about this on Locked on Astros. A three-run eighth inning gave the White Sox a win over the Rangers last night. Locked on White Sox looks over the win on the south side. The Chicago White Sox beat the Texas Rangers 7-6 to Tuesday night on the south side. Hey, I'm Nick Murawski from Locked on White Sox. Uh, it was a wild one at 35th and Shields. Uh, White Sox essentially won on an overturned call at home plate. Uh, we all thought they were just reviewing to see if maybe 
Elvis Andrews got his hand in uh, before the tag, but uh, the umpire said it was catcher interference. Uh, uh, Heim was blocking the plate, and that gave the White Sox uh, that extra run, that seventh run, uh, to edge out the Rangers. Uh, Speaking of Elvis Andrews, he had a home run, a three-RBI game. Uh, Dylan Cease went six innings, uh, two earned runs. The White Sox are now 11 games under 500, but four and a half back in the forgiving AL Central. Michael Kopech on the Hill for the series finale Wednesday night. For more, check out the Lockdown White Sox podcast. The Dodgers scored the only two runs of the game against the Angels in the eighth inning and took down their crosstown rivals in Anaheim. Lockdown Angels recaps the loss for the home team. Imagine a world with me, if you will, where you have a certified future Hall of Famer pitcher on the mound, on the ropes, runners on second and third, nobody out. He's at the end of his outing. He's near 100 pitches. And you got two guys, one just called up from AAA, the other called up from AAA a couple days ago, swinging at the first pitch and grounding out. That's what the Angels did against Clayton Kershaw, and the Angels lose this one two to nothing. Look, Reed Detmers did everything he was supposed to do in this one. He had seven shutout innings, eight Ks, two hits, and one walk, going up against Clayton Kershaw, who the Angels had on the ropes quite a few times. In fact, Brandon Drury was sent home earlier in the game, and the Oompa Loompas in Manhattan, the umpiring crew, said that he was out, even though the home plate umpire with the best view of the play was at home and called him safe. Then, later on, they had runners on second and third, didn't score. This one's a game of missed opportunities. We'll talk about it on Locked On Angels. That's it for this edition of Locked On Game to Game MLB. As always, we thank you for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. Make sure that you subscribe to Locked On MLB and your favorite team's Locked On podcast on YouTube and wherever else you get your podcasts from. I'm Kainani Stevens. This has been Locked On Game to Game.